Hey, welcome to In Doubt. This week on the show, we talk with serial entrepreneur Jonathan Bailey about listening to scripture and the new app he's created with his brother called Dwell. Also, before we jump in, I just wanted to say that In Doubt as a charity is approaching its fiscal year end. The financial support we receive this month in June helps us finish well and start well. Whether you could give a dollar or 1,000, it all would definitely help. And if you're interested in this, just click the donate button at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada or indo.com if you live in the States. Thanks so much. It, listening is a more leisurely experience. And when we listen, our default tendency, I think, is just marinating in the word. And so instead of reading the words, we steep in them. So we're almost gaining, instead of comprehension with reading, we're gaining apprehension, which means like either we're laying hold of something or something is laying hold of us. Hey, it's Isaac here. Hope you're all well. Have you ever thought about the reality that many of the New Testament letters were heard first before they were read? You know, Paul would have written a church and the elders or messenger would have read aloud the contents to the congregation. You know, there's something certainly special and unique about listening to scripture. And I think that many of us feel as though the only way we can engage with the Bible is by reading it. But the reality is that's not the case. Jonathan and his brother Josh wanted to create something unique that would offer this act of listening to scripture. And that's what we're talking about today. So here's my conversation with Jonathan Bailey. With me today is Jonathan Bailey. Jonathan is a serial entrepreneur, which is awesome, and serves in the area of Christian spiritual formation. So it's great to have you with us today, Jonathan. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So some of us, and including myself, we don't know you. So perhaps uh, share your kind of brief testimony so we can just know you a bit more. Yeah, sure. Well, I think at my core, I'm, I'm someone who's always loved to create things. Uh, my brother and I were actually identical twins. And so we both get the chance to work together. And uh, we've created three companies over the last 10 or so years. And so it's just something we love to do. Um, grew up in the North Texas area in uh, Dallas. And so just had a chance to um, really create some really cool products for people, especially focused in the Christian space and the church uh, space. And so that's been really great. But we, we grew up as pastor's kids. Um, okay. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's good and bad that comes with that, right? Sure. So, you know, while I didn't get to see my dad as much as maybe I wanted to, I did get to enjoy, you know, the privileges and responsibilities that came with, uh, you know, having this big church sanctuary open to us. So we'd have BB gun wars in the church sanctuary. Oh you know, we'd have <laughs> our friends would come up and we would terrorize the instruments and have like our own personal concerts up on stage. And so <laughs> It, it was fun, you know, um, but my dad started this church out of his house in the early 90s. And I think my brother and I had the good fortune to be able to watch him start something from scratch. And I think I think that kind of built in us uh, this kind of in entrepreneurial kind of sense like, hey, you know, we could we could do this, too. And so, um, yeah, it's, it was kind of like this genesis point for us. And so we've just been starting things uh, I guess ever since. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So you, you say you started these three kind of companies, organizations. Can you share with those what maybe what those are? Yeah, absolutely. The first one is called uh, was called GracewayMedia.com, which I think now has been uh, renamed into Igniter Media. But it was a it was a place that pastors and church leaders could go to find all types of church and ministry graphics. 
for whether it's their screen or the service. So, yeah, we worked, we started that, I think it was like early 2000s, uh, maybe 2005, 2006, and had a great, great run with the company. Um, and after about six or seven years, we sold it to another great group. And then, and my brother and I started our second company, which is called lightstock.com. And we've been doing, we've been kind of running this company for the last five or six years. It's doing really great. And it's, it's, a, it's a company that provides stock photography, really, for the Christian community that isn't cheesy, nice. is the way we say it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yes. For so long, it's just like we, we, as when we were designing all of these graphics at Graceway Media, we thought it's so hard to find quality imagery. And so we said, if we ever get a chance to sell this company and try something new, we should really try to solve this problem for people. And um, so what we did is we did get that opportunity, and so we gave it a shot. And um, we've been doing it for the last five or six years. We've had a great reception from churches and ministries and nonprofits that, hey, this is exactly the kind of photography we wouldn't kind of starve for almost. So it's, it's, been really, it's been really great. And then it's uh, led us to be able to start our third company, which I think gets at the heartbeat of who Josh and I are, which is Dwell which is a, is a scripture listening app um, that's, that's completely dedicated to listening, the listening component. Um, and so we, we love reading. We, 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 I mean, we love reading books, but we also love like audiobooks, podcasts. And it just seemed like there was never a great solution to listen to scripture. And um, so we said, well, why don't we try to tackle that problem? <laughs> So it's, it's, uh, we've been working on it for the last uh, year and a half or so, and now we're getting ready to get ready to launch it to, to the world. So we're excited about it. That's awesome. And that's really what we're talking about today, Dwell, but even more specifically, uh, listening to, to Scripture. Now, it's interesting. You mentioned in your Kickstarter video, uh, which if you're listening right now and it's already piqued your interest, this Dwell app, I, I encourage you to go online. Uh, I'll provide the link on our episode podcast page and watch their video because it's very well done and it really helps give a really full, it's not this quick little video, it's a full understanding of what they're doing. But anyways, you mentioned, uh, Jonathan, in your Kickstarter video that the Reformation, uh, which we just celebrated last year, the 500th anniversary, brought Bibles into everyday people's hands, which is awesome. And that's so good. Uh, and the world's never been the same in one sense. But since then, we've lacked in sort of this listening aspect of Scripture, which before the Reformation, that was the kind of the main form. Uh, so why personally do you believe listening to Scripture is needed in the 21st century? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think... Um... Yeah, it's interesting to think about that most folks, you know, engage with Scripture in a way that was listening before the Gutenberg. And even after the Gutenberg press, it was still, you know, the literacy rates were still extremely low. And so it's this kind of listening component that we've kind of been thinking about. I mean, when we read, our default tendency, I think, is to study. It's almost like we want to pull the text apart and kind of piece it back together. We, we draw all these conclusions or make decisions and it's, it's almost as if we're like making the text work. Um, we're seeking comprehension, which is great. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful thing, but we're, it's like we're searching to grasp with the mind, to sharpen our thinking, to gather, to learn, and to understand. So when we're reading, it's like we're trying to get something out of it. But when we listen, it's, it's a little different experience, actually. And I, I think it's important because we kind of have to leave all of that behind when we listen. We kind of lose the ability to be precise. There's no underlining or cross-referencing or consulting commentaries or starring or highlighting. So it's, 
it, listening is a more leisurely experience. And when we listen, our default tendency, I think, is marination or just marinating in the word. And so instead of reading the words, we steep in them. So we're almost gaining, instead of comprehension with reading, we're gaining apprehension, which means like either we're laying hold of something or something is laying hold of us. It's like we're seized or captured or engaged. It's, it's similar to what happens when we listen to music where we, we just get lost. We're caught up in the music. It's kind of moving us or animating us. And so scripture listening is, is what we want to help people with is help to put our hearts in a position where we can just soak in the word. And so I think at, our, at the heart for Josh and I, the reason we want to create this app is we're, we're, we're trying to help people when they listen to scripture, not necessarily trying to get something out of it, but trying to get into it, just to inhabit it. And then over time, we become inhabited by it. You know, that's what we're, that's what I think we're going for. Well, it's interesting that you say that because, I, you know, a few years ago now, or more so, there was another big Kickstarter campaign, uh, Biblioteca. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like that, that he was sort of understanding that, you know, when we're reading our Bibles with uh, super thin pages and the verses, we're, we're kind of put into this mindset that we're going to read it like we always have read the Bible, kind of studying it, or maybe just letting it sort of you know, wash over us without it actually, like you're saying, coming into it. So he was like, mm-hmm. let's make it into more like a, a story without any of the verses and uh, all that kind of stuff, like the numbers. But now you're kind of even going a step farther to say, no, let's just remove the book aspect and mm-hmm. let's just tell the story. Because, I mean, if we think about it, I mean, you think of, let's say, the the New Testament book of, uh, of Romans. I mean, here you've had this church in Rome and this letter was written by Paul, the apostle, which people would have heard about. This is Paul. He's writing to us. And then you have a guy up there and he's going to read it out loud. So the first time the beautiful and mysterious and awe-inspiring uh, truths of Romans, the first time that that was even said was through people's ears, which is really powerful to understand. And the apostles, I think, knew that their letters would be read aloud. And, um, and so they, I think they actually write in such a way that, it, that the Scripture almost makes for good listening. And so I think we're tapping into something that's important. And while we would never want to replace reading, right, we want to come alongside. It's just like a viable option for um, people, you know, because we all have those pockets in our day. It's little pockets where we, we, we pop on a podcast or some music or an audio book. And what, we're, what we kind of want to say is, hey, let's, let's, let's let the Bible compete for some of those spaces. Let's create an app that is so well done, that is so compelling, that it'll make you say, you know what, I, instead of this audio book, I'm going to listen to Romans. Instead of this audio book, I'm going to listen to the Gospel of John, or I'm going to listen to the Psalms today. And so that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, no, that's so good. And, you know, as you've obviously been developing uh, the app and you've been recording people uh, speaking, obviously, the the Scripture, I bet it's kind of been able to put into perspective, too, that for a lot of, let's say, the New Testament books, I mean, they're not going to be hours upon hours upon hours. They're actually going to be quite short, which helps us because sometimes we think that reading the Bible is this big, long endeavor, mm-hmm. but a ride, like right. a half an hour ride home, you could listen to a couple books of the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when you think about it, the Bible is not just a book, it's a library of books. And rarely do we, I think, rarely do we think that way. And so it, we, we treat it as a solid book, which obviously it is. But when we realize, actually, this is, this is a library of books 
we can kind of get at them and it, it takes the pressure off of like having to read this monumental thing instead of just let's break it up. The way we're doing it too is really interesting where we're curating the Bible and pulling out some of these incredible passages, incredible stories, um, and, and letting people just simply tap on David and Goliath, tap on um, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, there's artwork, and it's, it's just super easy to, to dive off into Scripture without this you know, big book in front of you that can be a little intimidating. We've, we've kind of taken the intimidation factor out of the whole experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And w- before we move on, I kind of want to go into the music in, in a second here, but before we move on, to those that enjoy reading the Bible and studying the Bible, perhaps you're in Bible college or not even a Bible college, you just love to study the Bible on your own. I know for, for me, for instance, as I read the Bible, I've, I've read the same Bible for many years and and I, I know where different stories are on the page. So when I open up my Sermon on the Mount, I know that the Beatitudes are in the top left uh, corner and I know that, you know, different things like that. But I, what I find really fascinating is that the other day I was, I was driving home and I, I was listening to the book of Mark and listening to it, it helps me actually understand the sort of the story as a whole. And I was actually able to, in a sense, it actually served my Bible study because it, it, it bridged one discourse to the next in a more perfect way because I didn't have the the division of flipping the page and the division mm-hmm. of the uninspired little, you know, titles that our translators put in. So mm-hmm. it, there's just something that really cool that happens with listening. But anyways, let, let's move on to the, the music aspect. There is going to be music in the background. Mm-hmm. And your brother in the video, uh, the Kickstarter video, mentioned that music can can be distracting. And I think that was really good that he said that. When when he said that, I was like, oh, okay, how are they going to tackle this? So I guess the question for you, Jonathan, is how are you going to be utilizing music to support this main task of getting the scripture into people's ears? Yeah, exactly. And, and if we go back to what we said about listening has this ability to kind of move you in a sense. We also think music has that same ability. Uh, Josh and I are two guys that grew up, you know, in Starbucks in the morning, reading our Bibles and also listening to like soundtracks. We love, we love soundtracks and we, we love kind of being moved along with the story. And so we thought, wouldn't it be amazing to be able to, in, in essence, score the Bible or, or create some music that isn't distracting, but draws you in to the text. And we couldn't think of anybody better than Steinway artist, composer Chad Lawson to create this music. So it's all exclusive listening music that's, that doesn't distract, actually. It it's draws you in. And so we, we've this is what Chad says sometimes, which I really like. He says, um, if you notice the music, then I'm not doing my job right. Because he wants the music to serve the scripture and not the other way around. And so I think that's really important. So the music has this way of kind of moving you through the, through the stories, through the passages, without distracting you. But of course, we know some people probably are thinking, you know, it's just not for me. And so you have the ability to mute the music, to turn it off completely, and just listen to the voice. So no one is stuck listening to music. But for people who um, listen to it, uh, I, th- I think you're going to be surprised at how subtle it is, but also how beautiful it is and how it moves uh, the experience forward. Absolutely. That's so good. You know, it's interesting to think, though, if he, you know, he's sitting down at the piano and he's, he's reading or listening to the scripture and he's playing along to see what suits, to fits best. Was there ever a time when you were listening to the, the rough drafts where you're like, oh, Chad, I don't know if that works there. Or did it seem like it just flowed pretty, pretty easily? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. His process is it's, it's less like scoring where you're looking at a screen and scoring music. It's more like we give him a word like prayer or peace or joy. And then he writes a song with that theme or that idea. And then, and then so it's almost like this music has been prayed out from him. And, and so it's been crafted in prayer. And so each track that you listen to is like this prayer from Chad, this music that's kind of washing over you as you're listening. So it's a really unique experience. Uh, it's, I don't think it's ever been done before. It's really exciting. <laughs> that, that is really exciting. Um, b- before we move on to these last few questions, uh, you know, the, my, my friend Chris, who's our audio engineer, we were talking about uh, the app right before we have, had this conversation today. And he was saying that, uh, you know, on the site, it, it talks about the fact that those that you had read out the Bible, the, the four or so people you had, they, they weren't just people with good voices, obviously, but they were people that you wanted that loved the Bible. And I, I thought that was a really cool point that you wanted to emphasize. And you emphasize that in the video uh, as well, because sure, it would have been cool to have like, you know, the, like David Attenborough, you know, do Genesis mm-hmm. and do like, you know, Morgan yeah. Freeman and all these different things. Right. But there would just be something missing because you're like, I know mm-hmm. they're just doing this because it's their job. Um, mm-hmm. But your speakers actually love the Bible. Right. And it's hard to even talk about the difference between those, <laughs> you know, listening to a voice of of someone who's really engaged with it, it loves the Bible. They have a share, like they have a story. They have a personal relationship with Jesus, and so somehow, some way, that gets filtered into the way they're speaking. You know, it's hard to even articulate, but it does come through when you listen to the voices. And so uh, that's one of the things that I'm, I think, I'm most excited about. And and we've just gotten so much good feedback from every voice. So we have four voices, so you can you can choose from any time. You know, what voice you want to listen to. So. You have the ability to just go back and forth on the fly when you're listening to set a default voice. Um, so it's just really, it's really cool though to have people that love the Bible as much as you do on the other end reading to you. Absolutely, that's so good, Jonathan. And you know, I remember my wife and I we traveled down to Portland this past Christmas season, and we just visited this church and. It was a really cool experience because the pastor was uh, preaching from John and he was preaching the story of Jesus going in and uh, clearing out the temple. And what was what was so powerful about this this time was we were listening to this story. We weren't studying it ourselves with our, you know, our eyes on in, in the Bible. We were just listening to it. He really believed it. You could tell he did. And he was telling the story and you could hear it in his voice. And we both left feeling very it was better than someone just kind of telling us, you know, like a almost like a professor telling us what the main point of the story was. We just got the story because he was telling the story with this truth, with this conviction. Uh, so that's why I think it's a powerful, the fact that you got these people that really love the Bible and are convicted about what the Bible says, uh, speaking the scripture to us. Jonathan, when you consider the general landscape of North American Christianity, which you obviously you've been involved in and been a part of, what problems or, or things that you see uh, that needs a solution uh, that perhaps the Dwell app will help? Yeah. I mean, there's probably a, a lot of things that I'd love to see different, like most of us probably. But what, what Dwell could do specifically, um, it seems to me they could, Dwell could kind of help us recover that listening life. Um, you know, if you think about Israel grew up listening to Scripture 
I'm thinking about Deuteronomy 6.4, where they say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Hear, listen, you know, allow those words to enter through your heart, through your ears. So just the way, the way they took in the scripture was through the ear and listening. And so, you know, before any of the stories or parables or sayings were put down on paper, they were read aloud. And um, so they had this listening life. And we just think that recovering this listening life is maybe something Dwell can offer to the Christian community. And maybe, and maybe that helps shape and form us in a way that hasn't happened before. And so that, I, think, I think that would be my brother and I's passion is just to help form and shape um, folks in a new way that hasn't been done um, before. And, and if that happens, that would be our greatest joy. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. And do you think, I mean, this might be a, an obvious question, but I'm just thinking like for, for a lot of people that are Bible illiterate, let's say, and they're, maybe they're just going along with the motions in their church, this the Dwell app could really be a good almost gateway for them to begin to invest their time uh, into the Bible. So perhaps people that don't regularly read the Bible, maybe this is going to be a more, you know, quote unquote, easier way for them to digest the the Bible. Absolutely. I think so. And we've even had that confirmed for us just in replies. Um, We've gotten email after email after email saying, you know, my, my husband doesn't love reading, but he's excited to get a chance to listen to the Bible. Or, you know, my kids, I can't get them to pick up a book. I can't get them to pick up their Bible, but they're really into listening. And so we think this could provide a nice opportunity as our culture kind of moves from uh, less reading, kind of engaging with written content into more digital uh, content. Maybe this maybe this creates a little bit of an opportunity for people to engage with with scripture more that way. So that, that's that's a plus. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Um, you know, just to finish now, we started personally with your life. We'll end personally with you. How has listening to scripture um, or I should say, what has listening to Scripture really done in your life uh, personally? See, I think it was Charles Spurgeon that said, be walking Bibles. <laughs> and uh, I love that. That's I love awesome. that because it, it, it's like it forms this kind of picture in my mind. And it represents, I think, personally for me, what I want my life with Christ to be about. I want to live in this state of ongoing communion with God while I'm right in the middle of my ordinary life. Um, and I, I think that listening can kind of do some of that, at least. Um, you know, I love that I can listen while I'm doing something else. So when I'm driving to work or exercising or just taking a walk around my neighborhood, uh, my heart is able to dwell on the word while my body is processing some kind of routine. So it's almost like I'm in two places at once. I'm with him and I'm with the world. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. And so I think, I think that's what I love most about listening to Scripture. It's, it's one of those things as I've, we've been beta testing the app kind of back and forth, and I've found that there are a few activities that are more renewing or refreshing or even transforming than moving through our outer world while at the same time nourishing our inner one. And that experience has been really, really cool, and I'm, I'm excited for people to, to, to be able to experience that. And I think Spurgeon said, um, just kind of summing this one up, he said, visit many good books, but live in the Bible. And I think, I think Dwell has that opportunity to help us live in the Bible because um, it can be with us all the time.
That's so good. I love that. Um, so I guess the, the most important question is, uh, when is this app coming out? Where can we get it? Is it going to cost money? All these questions that people are thinking about right now. Sure. We're going to be launching probably towards the end of the month. And we're still kind of, it's still kind of a moving target. But yeah, it's going to be in the app store. And then you'll be able to download the app and start listening right away. So there's, there's a free version of Dwell. And then there's a paid version of Dwell. The paid version um, is called Dwell Unlimited. And in the free version, you get just one voice. So you can listen to the entire Bible, one voice, absolutely free. And there's some limited commercials or interruptions. They're really not commercials. They're just interruptions that kind of just say, hey, would you consider supporting Dwell? You know, we, we're, wanting to, we're wanting to, you know, the whole reason for a paid option is we're wanting to record more translations of the Bible. Uh, we're wanting to record more voices. Uh, in fact, we even have a vision to record even more Christian books, Christian classics, um, just trying to, you know, create more content for people to marinate in and soak in. And so that's why we have the, the, the paid option. And so, but we have a flexible pay option too, where you're going to be able to um, subscribe to the Dwell Unlimited and it's uh, $2.99 a month or make sure I'm getting my numbers right. I think it's $23.99 a year. And then there's also a lifetime option that we're going to be um, offering so that you pay one time lifetime option of 99 and that gets you the app um, for life and you never have to pay uh, any more money. And that, and that will just allow us to keep keep kind of creating all of this amazing content. Absolutely. That's so good. And the fact that, you know, you're considering even doing some Christian classics, like whatever Pilgrim's Progress or whatever it may be, that would be, that would be so cool. Anyways, thank you so much, uh, Jonathan, for spending time with uh, us today. If you're listening and you've been interested in what we've been talking about, uh, definitely check out the Dwell app. I'll provide the link so you can go on their website and check it all out. But also I would check out jonathanrbailey.com. Com. Uh, it's uh, Jonathan's kind of personal site. He has a micro blog that goes out per week. Very cool. So anyways, let me just say again, thank you so much, Jonathan. I hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. That was Jonathan Bailey, co-founder of the upcoming new app called Dwell, an app that allows you to listen to scripture in a unique and a, really just a beautiful way. Again, all the links you'll need to find out more about Dwell and Jonathan are on the episode podcast page. And if you're just listening now and you didn't quite hear uh, Jonathan earlier, uh, this app is coming out later on this month. We're excited about that. Again, this month is our fiscal year end and we'd love your support. If you didn't know, In Doubt is a charity. It's a nonprofit. Everything that we produce, like our show that goes out every single week, our blogs, our news feeds, our uh, you know, our live events, our Bible studies, all of that is given out for free. But obviously, as you know, it costs us lots of money to do those things. Uh, so yeah, we'd love uh, for you to help support us if you, you know, first pray about it, consider it, think about it, and uh, we'd love your support. So it's super easy to give. You can call us at 1-800-663-2425 or click the donate button at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada or indoubt.com if you live in the States. And sometimes when it comes to giving, uh, you know, we think that, you know, I don't have very much money. How can I actually give? Or if I, w if I was to give, it's not going to be very much. And I just want to say that even if that's you, I'd encourage you to still give if it's in your means because all those little bits and pieces that come together does actually equal out to be a lot. So anyways, I just want to thank you in advance for that. You can connect with us online this week. We'd love to hear your stories, your suggestions, and more. You can find Indout on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Well, I'm Isaac, and next week on the show, we talk with singer-songwriter and author Andrew Peterson on what it is to be creative and an artist, as well as why those who wouldn't, you know, necessarily consider themselves artists need artists. See you then. Indoubt Ministries exists to bring a biblical perspective into the relevant issues of life and faith that young adults face every day. For more information, check out indoubt.ca if you live in Canada and indoubt.com if you live in the U.S.